Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now, the John Mazzaloc Conversation on KMOX. Sponsored by your Gateway Acura dealers, Munkadass St. Louis Acura, and Frank Lita Acura on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. It is great to have the Cardinals president of baseball operations with us on these Sunday mornings. John Mosellock is with us on a beautiful day in St. Louis. How are you, John? Good morning. Bringing the energy. Impressive. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm ready to go. Let's, let's get the Cardinals going here this year and uh, get some baseball back because, you know, I was thinking about this and chatting about it the other day, is I personally haven't had a full spring training since 2019. Most haven't. Uh, 2020, we were cut short due to COVID. 2021, I was restricted. Our company really restricted travel. Not a lot of people were able to access from a media standpoint or from a fan standpoint the team like they normally knew. And then last year, the lockout, uh, everybody was scrambling to get down there. Boy, it's nice to be able to, to know what's going on finally. Yeah, it's uh, certainly exciting to have some normalcy back. Um I think most people, um, well, actually, a lot of players have already started to descend on Jupiter, and our truck leaves tomorrow. So by the end of the week, um, it'll it'll really look uh, a lot different in Jupiter for, for for many of us. And you know, obviously, on on Monday we get it going, and uh, it should be fun. A lot of guys down there already uh, starting to get some workouts in and get going. And, you know, it's exciting to see uh, competition. And I think that's probably the theme of this spring training is that you have a lot of players that are going to be competing and you have a lot to evaluate. Plus, the World Baseball Classic makes things a little interesting and, and makes some more availability for that, doesn't it? Yeah, so I, I think competition is a fair word to use. But I also feel like it's it's a lot about being defined by opportunity because when you when you're going to have a, a portion of your club that that's not there it's going to create a lot more opportunity for other people to play um, especially in sort of the, the the heart of spring training so it'd be really interesting to 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 watch and i think like for people that are like pros, prospect hawks they're really going to enjoy this camp 
Um, I think there's going to be some times when people get down there and they, they don't see the names that they're normally used to seeing, and they might be a little disappointed from time to time. But I think overall the excitement of, of, of what this camp will look like and the type of energy you'll see, um, I think we're all looking forward to it. Yeah, let's discuss some of those names, if you if you don't mind. I mean, obviously the marquee guy when it comes to prospects is Jordan Walker. He's considered to be a top-five player in, in terms of prospects in all of baseball. When you look at Jordan Walker and his opportunity, what do you see? Well, I think he's going to get a lot of playing time because, you know, uh, the final rosters haven't come out as far as, as what um, each federation's doing, but I would guess Tyler O'Neill will likely be on the Canadian team. I would assume that Lars will end up making the Japanese club. So, you know, that that's two regular outfielders that, that won't be there. So, therefore, you know, some of these younger guys are going to get a chance. And, you know, look, Obviously, you asked about Jordan Walker, so he's going to get a lot of opportunity at the Major League Camp this year. But, you know, you're also going to see guys like Burleson and Yepes also um, getting a lot more bats than maybe they might have normally gotten with these guys not uh, being here. So I think the excitement around those guys is going to be fun to watch. But, you know, clearly for people that aren't all that familiar with Jordan Walker, they're going to get a lot of opportunities to see him play this spring. I'm very uh, intrigued by Burleson. Uh, how did you see his year last year, the adjustment uh, coming up to the big leagues and, and how he reacted to that? Well, I think um, two things. I, I always feel like when you bring a young player up and you use them sporadically, that becomes really difficult for them to find success. Um you know, think back to, to guys like Matt Adams when we were always like desperately looking for a left-handed bat off the bench. But when he was a young player, uh, you know, sp- especially still developing at the minor leagues, I, I never really wanted to bring him up here just to get four or five at bats. And I think in Burleson's case, um, had some struggles early, then sporadic usage, and then ultimately, when you look at his overall numbers, it just wasn't what he hoped for. Now. You know, he did hit into some some bad luck, um, so you know that's encouraging. Um, I, I think he's someone that you, you're going to see a lot more out of this year. I'm, um, I think from just a pure like baseball slash like scouting side, I think you're going to see what a lot of people thought we were getting when we brought him up last year. And then there's and you mentioned him Juan Yepes. Uh, you know, when you think about a player that maybe not enough people are talking about, it's probably Yepes and Nolan Gorman. Um, but Yepes hit a home run in the playoffs. I mean, it, just to remind people, he got on a tear in the, last year in the big leagues. I mean, he was one of the better right-handed hitters on this team for a time period. Um, what is he like as a defender? Uh, I, we know that he's a candidate to to get some DH at bats, but. Where do you see him uh, in the field from that aspect? Well, obviously, I, I think, you know, defense is, is one of his, not his strengths. Um, but, you know, I do think he can spot start. And, you know, I think that can create some, some more at-bats for him, ultimately. But, you know, like everybody goes into camp, I think, with, with, with something they want to focus on. I still think, you know, he'll always be defined by how he swings the bat. So that should be focus number one. But then we'll make sure we move him around both on the dirt and in the grass just to, to give us some protection. And, you know, ultimately, um, if he hits, we'll find a place for him to play. And I feel that kind of applies to Gorman, too. And Gorman was really impressive, I thought, at second base. And I know a lot of people felt the same way. Uh, but that he can, he can hit. Yeah, I would disagree a little bit. I okay. think defensively he can 
you know, he, he can be an everyday second baseman. Um, I don't think it's, it's, you know, quote, like a weakness. I think, you know, obviously um, playing and, and having regular um, at-bats is something that I think a young player like him also needs because I think, like, when he wasn't getting used, then I think he was putting a lot more pressure on himself on the, when he got to the plate to try to make something happen. But you got to remind yourself on, on Gorman, he's still very young. Um, but you know he's he's super competitive, super driven, and um, you know he's expecting to break camp as our starting second baseman. So I mean he's uh, that's how his mentality is, and you know that's what you expect out of players that ultimately uh, perform well in this league. I uh, can't disagree with it. I mean I, I think that he played the position well. I think that he has. Uh, the makeup to be a, a terrific player. I know that you all feel the same way. That's why I've always spoken very highly of him. Um, staying in the infield, Donovan and Edmund, we know what they can do, which it really is amazing, isn't it, that we just sort of put Donovan in this category of like a big league veteran. What a season he had. I mean, really. I mean, if you look back and think about where we were a year ago, you told us on this show, John, I I, I always say that you're the one who said I, I would advise people to – Keep an eye on Brendan Donovan, and it turned out to be true. Well, you know, like we get to see these guys a little differently than most people in our fan base or, or someone like yourself, but he's a guy that just, uh, you know, he's a blue-collar player. He works hard. He, he knows his strengths. He knows his weaknesses. But, you know, when you look at, at what he did for us last year, I think, I think our club in general just had great appreciation for how the guy played and, um, you know, never complained, moved him everywhere, asked him to hit all different places in the lineup. And, you know, he just found ways to have success. So what you're really hoping for when, when you, when you take a hard look at him is, is this something that he can build on or is what we saw, you know, sort of the ceiling. And um, as you know, I never like to talk about ceilings because I think, Players will always surprise you, and um, you know I'm, I'm hoping for really big things from him this year. I'm really looking forward to it. And then staying in the middle infield, Mason Wynn. Now, I know a lot gets made of his arm, and we saw him fire one 100 miles an hour in that Futures game uh, that got everyone's attention. We know he is a great athlete, terrific athleticism, and hard worker. Maybe not as well-known as his power. He has some pop, does he not? He definitely has some strength. I think, you know, like, why doesn't he get maybe more um, recognition given what you're seeing out of Walker? I think it's really mostly because of, of the offensive contribution so far. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet against this guy from an offensive standpoint. I think he, he really um, was, was really impressive last year, especially at double A. And so I, I think, you know, he's starting to understand – what he's capable of doing. He understands his swing. Now you got to remind yourself he too is only 21 years old. So there's still some development going there, but really a a toolsy player. And uh, like I mentioned earlier, when you talk about like getting to see prospects, he's someone that we're going to get a lot, lot to look at this spring. So um, I think that'll be exciting. I think that way we'll have a pretty good idea of exactly what he needs to do this year. And, you know, it wouldn't be shocking if he's, you know, knocking on the door, um, well, maybe the other way to say it is pounding on the door come 2024. But in the meantime, um, 
I think he's going to open up a lot of eyes and, and, and really establish himself as, as a frontline prospect. Pitchers and catchers report in little over a week. Let's talk about those as we close out with John Mozeliak. And again, we love and appreciate this time. Uh, the pitching, we've talked about the rotation, but also the depth. And I think that's intriguing. It's a two-part question. One, uh, where do you see that depth at the moment? I know we've gone through it, but if if we can, when it comes to backing up this five-man rotation. Secondly, What's your philosophy on adding pitching um, as you go along or, or evaluating? Are you always open to doing that if you need to? No, sure. So the, the touch on that second question first. I mean, you're, you, you, you never stop looking to improve your club. I mean, that's, that's just a 12-month-a-year process. But you, you have to weigh that against what you already have. And so when, when you look at what we're bringing in the camp, and, and obviously I think everybody would agree, you have Michaelis, Flaherty, Montgomery, Matts, and Wayno, and then Dakota Hudson on the outside looking in. But, you know, we'll see what we have there. But then you have guys like Packy Naughton, Volante, Connor Thomas, Zach Thompson, Jake Woodford and Drew Verhagen all looking for starting innings. So there's going to be a lot of stress on the coaching staff to try to manage how all that works out in camp. One thing that's going to allow us a little bit more flexibility is both Wayno and Michaelis will likely be in the WBC. So that's going to create innings for other people. But so when you, when you think about that, that group I just touched on, obviously not all of them are going to be able to start, but clearly giving them a look at innings is going to be critical over the seven week camp. I'll admit that Packy Naughton's not a name that I had considered for that list, but I'm glad to hear you say that. And then Drew Verhagen definitely is. I had an interesting talk with him, John at, at the winter warmup. He said, Hey, I want a shot at that rotation. Uh, he, where is he now as compared to when he was dealing with some of his struggles uh, from a physical standpoint? Well, I think he came into camp last year, um, not feeling a hundred percent, but like many players, they, you know, it was a short one, abbreviated camp, and they had to get it going and 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 tried to fight through some things. But over time, it just uh, he he had to end up pulling the cord and and having surgery. So I think he's coming into this camp feeling healthy, feeling confident, and uh, you know, I'm excited to see what he's capable of doing. I mean, when you when you sort of like take a step back and you say, does someone actually look the part? I mean, by definition, he does. I mean, he's tall, broad-shouldered, has a lot of strength. Um, obviously, when you look at him from an analytical standpoint, like spin rate, velocity, he's right up there in an in, in elite group. So, you know, hopefully we can combine all that, have him with the, the self-confidence that he's ready to compete. And, can't wait to see what we have with him. Yeah, Verhagen's definitely that prototypical Cardinals pitcher, that big, tall guy who throws strikes. Um, finally, catcher, uh, we know Wilson Contreras. We know Andrew Kisner and his capability of being a, a good, reliable receiver. Where do you see Yvonne Herrera's development right now? Well, I think uh, this is, too, an important camp for him. Um, you know, obviously got some major league time last year. Has to uh, um, establish understanding communication with his pitchers, understanding what's expected from a defensive standpoint. And then also, you know, he's a young player that I think when he struggled at the play, he let it affect his entire game. And, you know, historically at the minor league level, he has been an offensive catcher. So I think he expects himself to hit. We hope he's an offensive uh, catcher when he gets his opportunity, but I would say he's still in that development stage. 
But I will say um, from an organizational standpoint, we're still very bullish on it. I appreciate this time very much. I know we went through a lot there and covered a lot of ground, but that is extremely helpful as we get ready for pitchers and catchers reporting. I'll be down in March. Uh, Matt Pauley will be down. Klaibs is already there. We're ready to go. February 25th, first game on KMOX. Thank you for this time, John. All right. See you, Tommy. John Mosellock with us. Great to have Mo on KMOX Radio. It's 1147. Chip Carey, the television voice of the St. Louis Cardinals on Bally Sports Midwest, next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.